good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. I'm coming to you from Harlem, and it is already hot. And I'm Seth Rodney. I'm a senior editor at the Hyperallergic Blog. And I am speaking to you from the South Bronx, where it's a little bit hazy, um, but promising. Uh, This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, And, you know, we're we're sticking, we're, we're kind of doing variations on our theme since it's obviously, I mean, it's been an issue for, you know, several hundred years, but has now reached a fever pitch in the, in the country. And that is talking about, you know, the variety of forms of um, racial emergences and whiteness and blackness and all the rest of it, symbols. Um, and so today we thought we'd talk about the Kinte cloth incident. Now, I know this is a bit old, right? I mean, at this, how quickly things move. I mean, this mm. feels like, mm. like two or three months ago, but this is probably what, couple weeks ago maybe yeah yeah uh, two or three so, weeks ago yeah. so um yeah. i mean still still very recent but you know eclipsed by you know a variety of other moments that have happened um so steven seth can take cloth uh, you you know take us into it what do you want to say about it <laughs> Yeah, Stephen. Well, what is kente cloth to begin with? This yeah. is a, a Ghanaian thing, yes? I mean, Stephen said it's a Ghanaian thing, yeah. Ghanaian so, thing. What it is is because I'm reading here, it's a um it's a special cloth that was indigenous to the Asante Kingdom, which is now what people call Ghana. Um and skilled artisans have been weaving the cloth for hundreds of years. Its intricate pattern, a geometry of quad quadrangles and golden expanse is extremely difficult to um to weave right and i think the first sort of popular cultural use of it in the u.s was in the late 80s and 90s among folks um around hip-hop culture but also around um a moment of blackness a moment of um affirmative blackness so people were you know they Mm. were connecting to in some ways West Africa or Africa, period, but also trying to sort of some solidarity or some connection to the diaspora. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I noticed Kente cloth. I was in um, undergrad and noticed that people were wearing it. I never wore it myself, but I liked it. I thought it was fine or what have you. But as I got older, I started to learn more about us. Uh, Kente cloth and that it was used for special ceremonies. And so I don't like using things out of context necessarily, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with other people doing what they do because if it, if it makes you more aware of the transatlantic slave trade or different kinds of African cultures and not just say, hey, I'm from Africa or I'd like to go to mm-hmm. Africa, you're actually thinking about uh, the different cultures that exist within a particular city and historically. I love that kind of thing. So for me, Kente cloth mm-hmm. in a way I think of as an introduction to an African aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's kind of a general, very general sort of opener with it. Um, Seth, you want to go take it from here? <laughs> well, uh, with regards to the thing that we want to talk about, the, the incident, you know, we have that, that took place. I, if I remember correctly, there were a group of 
members of the Congress, the House of mm-hmm. Representatives, led by Nancy Pelosi, I believe. And Senate, too. I think Schumer was there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, they were looking to make a gesture to memorialize, to recognize the import mm-hmm. of the moment of George Floyd being murdered by police, setting off a series of protests nationwide and, and, and actually inter- international protests. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, international. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. It created, a, it really was a, was a kind of tipping point uh, to a movement. And, and what they, I think, what this delegation sought to do was to consecrate, was to memorialize, was to recognize the seriousness of this moment and, and take a knee uh, in, in recognition. But what they did when they did do this thing where they took a knee, and I think they did it for the like eight minutes and 46 seconds or something. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, they got someone to get knit them all. I think they were they look like scarves. They were they, they were, were gifts stoles. from they were gifts from the Congressional Black Caucus. Actually. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's good. Uh, you can tell I didn't do much reading on this. Um, <laughs> what's standing out to me is the image of them kneeling with the with the scarves around their uh, necks, hanging down. Now the the issue for people was why now? Like why can't they cloth now? Like that if it's you know Nancy Pelosi doesn't have relatives from Ghana, right? So it feels weird for some black people to see people who are racially identified as white using materials like kente cloth as a kind of shorthand for solidarity. So what emerged mm-hmm. was a bunch of memes of people, basically a bunch of memes in, through which people made fun of them, mocked them. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Travis? Well, I was going to say, so, I mean, this incident, uh, you know, it really is to me is an emblematic or is an, an example of a, the real lack of generosity that exists mm. on, I mean, certainly on both sides, but definitely on the progressive side right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, the, the, the members of the house and Senate that were kneeling with the Kente cloth were using a symbol that has been used not by whites, but by, Black Americans to represent their African heritage. I mean, they're they're mostly made in China now. I mean, I don't think these were, but they're mostly made in China now, and they're pre-printed, mm-hmm. and they're, they're you know they're probably sold by the thousands and worn by uh, mm-hmm. graduating students at you know traditionally black colleges and all these other places. And so right. it's already a shorthand for this kind of transnational black identity that right. is that is ascendant at least in the culture, not ascendant economically and all right. the ways that you really want it to be ascendant, you know? Right. So, mm. um, but, so t- to me, like, this was so, cl- it's like having a neighbor. So the, I was trying to think, what was an analogy of this? Because I didn't know much about it other than the photo because I don't mm-hmm. go on social media very much. Mm. Um, and Smart so move. I, 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 yeah, so I, I, read, <laughs> I, read a, I read about it and like, it's like having a na- neighbor that bakes you a really bad pie. Right. Right? Like, so, and maybe they bake mm-hmm. you a really bad pie for selfish reasons. Maybe they do it because they want you to like them. Right. But 
It's like shitting on your neighbor's pie in front of them. Like, I just don't understand. I don't understand the point. I don't get it. Like, clear. it's so clear that the intent... Now, mix all the politics in, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. I'm not saying they're all altruists. I understand that. But this was clearly a gesture, again, that was facilitated by the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, I don't... I couldn't find anything... I I don't think the cloths were given to them... I did not find any confirmation that it was given to them for this event. Right. I think they were gifts separately from that, right. as far right. as my understanding is, but I don't really know. Right. So this is clearly it was a, it was a symbol, it was a gesture. And did they flatten, you know, the African origins and was it a shorthand? I read the like Washington Post piece on this. Mm-hmm. And I just found it so lacking in the basics of generosity for how we should be relating to other people. Right. I just like it's the, honestly. I mean, and and this is probably would take us too far afield. But you know, Stephen at the beginning before we started the conversation was saying how because we discussed a variety of topics or a possibility for a variety of topics. Flattening things in this way is about the widest fucking thing you can do. Mm. Like I, I mm-hmm. just don't like. Why are we reducing people mm. to the worst version? Of mm. their racial caricatures, mm. I just, I just don't get it. Right, I it's, don't. It's, what's served by this? Right, it's just basically saying uh, the memes are basically saying, "Look at how unwoke these people are." Yeah, right. That's it. Yeah, right. it's all the context, though. I'll give, I'll give that to you. And so, mm. on the side of what you're talking about, Travis, and something that I agree with, which is, I was listening to a podcast this morning called Soberish, and basically. It's um, a podcast done by a woman named Jessa Reed. It's about drugs, addiction, consciousness, and the nature of reality. Mm -hmm. So she had a woman on this morning by the name of Lily Dominique. And Lily Dominique is a black woman, and they they were talking about consciousness or whatever, but they Mm -hmm. also talked about this Kente thing. I didn't expect them to. Mm -hmm. So one of the things she said was that she's the kind of black person that she recognizes that people are trying Right. Then mm. not everybody gets everything when they're supposed to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there'll be black mm-hmm. people, maybe like Stephen Fullwood, who will say, go do your own research. Don't ask me. Mm-hmm. You know, and there'll be other black people who will say, yes, we'll answer those questions. Because I think the joke now is that certain whites are like trying to figure out how to be to mm-hmm. demonstrate solidarity or at the release care so mm-hmm. they call their black friends and say what should i be listening to what should i be reading <laughs> right. how should i demonstrate <laughs> right right now right. these are important things to think about what because, should i be listening to what should i be reading right, right. i missed and that so, call like, <laughs> right because right, i'm the author and i'm going to tell you what to do and right. so i was listening to this taking a walk this morning and i thought that i think when i initially saw the kente cloth the context for me is, as I mentioned to you guys before when we weren't um, recording, which is I want to see laws change. I want to see other kinds of things change. Yes. Now, what I didn't connect with, because Jessa Reed, the host of the show, said it looked like an impression of empathy. Mm. And that stuck mm. with me for a moment because it started to knit together what Didi said, but also what Jessa said. And I said, well, I want people to try mm-hmm. to have some understanding, right? Mm-hmm. To and if Kente cloth is a demonstration of something larger, not the Kente cloth itself, but the gesture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to see that develop and grow because the context for me is that people constantly are saying things that they support mm-hmm. black issues or women's issues or queer issues, but then when mm-hmm. it comes to how they vote mm-hmm. or yep. what they do, see mm-hmm. that's the issue I have. It's also mm-hmm. it's context for me. 
Mm. And most of the time, the gesture seems to be enough for people, and it allows you not to do anything more in depth. Mm. That's the issue I have. Okay. And so, yeah. in another way, it's a deflection. So, okay. but the whole shitting on the pie thing—absolutely, you want to be kind, but it's context. It's yeah. all about context, and it's nuanced. You know, mm. for me. So, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I want. Oh, I'm sorry. So, no, no. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Try. I was going to say, I, I completely agree with that. The only. The only thing I would add to it is that these are the people that can do something and they just passed a fairly aggressive police reform bill. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. it's, de- it's DOA in yeah. the Senate, obvious. I mean, I don't mean to be overly cynical about it, but it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to imagine how it's going to get past the Senate. Um, Fair. And, yeah. and yeah, so, not not I mean, the Grim Reaper, not that fucking jowdy piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not that – I mean, I agree. Like the thing that incenses you with that is the thing that I actually uh, – which is what bothers me with the extreme forms of um, moral performance mm-hmm. that are happening on social media right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, primarily by white people, but also by a certain class of just American that mm-hmm. wants to demonstrate mm-hmm. how how much they get the plight of um, you know, to use a really broad term like the subaltern or in America, how they mm. how they how they empathize with the plight of black Americans. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I'm and exactly like you said, so like, okay, good. We get all that. Uh let's now do something about it. I mean, we've we talked about this for I mean, we've been doing the podcast for a while and, and years ago mm-hmm. I, I am in favor of some type of reparations. Like it, mm-hmm. to me, like this is what you do, right? You right. if you if we're gonna invent I mean, because you know, Europeans invented black people just like they invented white people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they invented white people first mm-hmm. in the 17th century and then thereby extension there became black people. Mm. If we're going to do something like that, if we're going to if we're going to perform that kind of like social ledger domain, that sort of magic trick. If that's mm. what we're going to do mm. and you're going to make all these people break their backs and suffer and be enslaved because of that magic trick, then you owe those people something. Mm. We mm-hmm. owe we owe them the like sort of wholesale theft of culture and dignity. Mm. Now, I don't think if you just send people checks that that's going to get you where you want to go. But clearly the country making a serious, the culture and country making a serious monetary, monetary investment Mm -hmm. in the and in bettering the lives mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of black and brown, I would say. I mean, there are not just not just black Americans, but in particular black Americans, but of course also others. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. that's what we, that's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I am in favor. I, I can pay the extra forty five cents on my tax. You know, whatever it is, you know, per person. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I am in favor of something radical like that. I think I, I actually think that. You could even maybe get some traction with that with some of the newer members of the uh, the House that are running for election, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and depending on who you got elected president. But all of the other stuff is smoke and mirrors to distract from that. Uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm droning on now. I I don't want to take over the conversation, but anyway. So I'm just I'm mm-hmm. saying that just to go back to what you were saying. Yes, the symbol thing bugs the shit out of me. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that's what they were doing. I feel like these are people that, that can literally make a difference. Um, and they were saying, like, here, we're, we're going to show up and, and do this. So so to put a little finer point on on what you both have uh, surfaced, Stephen's issue is that he does not want 
the gesture to he doesn't want the tail to wag the dog he doesn't mm. want the gesture to be all that we think about and talk about and then we forget to do the real work of getting legislation passed of changing economic uh uh profiles of of protecting and valuing black life right mm. yeah i don't want it to be the stand-in right and to yeah. say that we're done here. I think right. I've got my kente cloth is over there. And, um, right. and then pe- business as usual, it's like, right. well, no, this is the beginning of something. It, that that mm-hmm. gesture actually holds a lot more um, weight, right? right? And, then, and, then, and then what Travis is saying, I believe, is that for him, it did. Like, it does. Like, for this, because this Congress is actually doing the work. Like, they're not just gesturing. They're actually passing legislation. They're having conversations with people. They are... Um, they are constrained uh, by our, our particular uh, uh, political system because the Senate is not going to allow these things to actually um, be made into these these propositions to be to become law. I mm. want to add uh, a, a, a different kind of um, gloss on this, which is uh, I'm on social media a lot, which probably is. <laughs> Ultimately, to my detriment, kind, but, of a, <laughs> kind of a career requirement, though. Yeah, I don't but that's, know that that's, you yeah. can be producing. No, that's what I'm going to aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. No, given my job, I, I I really need to be. Anyway, there's a guy, black critic, um, gay man, Antoine Sargent, who yes. has mm. more. Um, he's kind of a, a bit of a star writer, um, younger man, who. Um, also has more of a fashion beat than right. than the oh as much of a fashion beat as as he does a visual art one. Um, he tweeted out something the other day. I think I think he was on Twitter. He said something like, um, and I'm gonna not quote him. I'm going to have to paraphrase him because I don't remember exactly what he said. But it was something like. People shouldn't be just saying, institutions were coming out with these messages, these communiques, saying, we recognize the crisis, this moment of crisis, you know, um, this is how we want to respond as an institution, we recognize the value of black life, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, institutions should not be, museums should not be saying black lives matter unless they are do- making concrete steps to change the composition of their boards. Absolutely. To hire um, uh, uh, black staff, to pay them right, to change. You know, there's a list of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my response was, mm, I disagree with that. I think that mm-hmm. there needs to be at least an initial recognition. And I'm saying recognition, not gesture. And why I say this is that I have been reading a lot of these communiques from museums. Mm-hmm. They've been sending them to me ad nauseum for the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, right? And you know, sending mm-hmm. them around. So they send, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of my job, they send, I, I get them. Mm-hmm. Many, many people, the Intuit Center in Chicago, um, uh, um, I'm trying to think of like the big museums. Um, uh, I, think, I think the Met did it as well, have mm-hmm. said in their missives black lives matter they've said mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 92nd street why sent me something they did not say that 
the Whitney sent a letter from um, Adam Weinberg. Adam Weinberg did not say that. My mm. thing is this. If this is a poker game and we are going to participate, mm. the ante, the ante is Black Lives Matter. Just say it. Just like recognize it. Like that's if you ante up then we can go into the rest of the game. Like, mm. we can participate, right? But if you can't even ante up with that, then what else is... You're not even You're not even gonna... You're not gonna participate. So my thing is, like, you don't have to earn the right to say Black Lives Matter. You start there, and you say okay. it, and then you go ahead and show that Black Lives really do matter to you as an institution. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... So do you feel like there is a responsible way to parse the gesture with the political affiliation? Because so I have zero issue saying Black Lives Matter. Obviously, I Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as much as I was saying, you know, to be generous at the other side, clearly, you know, a counter movement like All Lives Matter is really about whiteness. Yeah, clearly. If All Lives Matter, then you can wear a mask. And you could wear a mask. Right. If all lives matter, you could wear a mask all the time. Right. So, right. You know, so, and, and so, but, but, so I, I get that. I, I don't, I, I understand that doesn't apply across the board, but I have to say politically, I don't align very strongly with the national leadership of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I find many of their positions naive yes. and, and unhelpful. Yes. And so mm. I, I, I think it, and I think for a lot of people, I mean, this might not be true for the director of the Whitney, okay? I mean, this is someone clearly, or should be someone that is clearly more connected to cultural moments. But I think for a lot of people, there isn't a clear parsing of the gesture and the recognition and the symbolism of saying Black Lives Matter and being affiliated with uh, the organization or uh, signaling signaling, yeah. partici- signaling agreement with, tacit agreement with the organization. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So- so that yeah. parsing part, I think, is really important to think mm. about because when you said that the Whitney, this, you know, they decided not to do it, whatever reason, what what arrived in my head was people who can make a difference. It's kind of what you go, which I'm going back to what you said, Travis, about the folks in Congress who can actually make laws and make some maybe big difference, right, in people's mm-hmm. lives, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think about cultural institutions on along the lines of businesses. So if it doesn't affect the bottom line, then we're not going to then then we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Or that that particular gesture, and this is where I can I can kind of give some space to a lot of different people who are trying to do something, or people who aren't, because or at least on some level, because I don't need you to say Black Lives Matter if it really doesn't matter to you. If mm. it doesn't matter to your bottom line, I don't mm. care. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I really don't care. What I'm looking at is that if you do say it, I'm like, so what does that mean, though? Mm. Where's the rubber hit the road? Kind mm. of? Right. What does it actually mean? And so right, right, that's right. why I'm um, more in line with Antoine saying, yes, I want to see some demonstration of this. Mm. And I feel what you said, Seth, which is true. Let's start here. Mm-hmm. It's just that I get exhausted and I'm like, I want to rush. Mm-hmm. I want to rush through these organizations and say, look at how these, look at how your hiring practices mm-hmm. have demonstrated that black lives do not matter. Mm-hmm. I want to say that, mm-hmm. but I, but I'm, but mm-hmm. so it's exhausting, I think, because to have this much history in my head mm-hmm. about um, oppression, mm-hmm. I want to see things happen faster. And so this is the exhaustion mm. I have with myself, but also with just time. 
It's the Mississippi goddamn song right. in my head all the time. Right. Go so, slow, go slow, go slow. So right. it's so exhausting. Let, so let me ask you this way. Let me ask the question. Mm -hmm. Do you think you have more traction? You and I'm saying you. Mm, me, me Stephen G. Forward, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's a larger mm -hmm. view. Maybe it's more like you, people, uh -huh. who are concerned with um, making uh, making this remaking this culture into a place that's actually a just one. And, 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 There's been some. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, well, let's just say that that's the larger you I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm. Do you think you have more traction with the institutions that start out of the gate saying Black Lives Matter, or do you, mm. or, or the ones that don't eat, say it, or or even go so far as to say actually museums Ooh. are neutral, and we yes. don't want to like put our thumb on on the scale. So, yeah. which ones do you think you'll actually be able to work with to create that just environment? Very good question, because I don't think that gestures are, I think that gestures are only as good as when they move, right? So it's just not the thing itself. It's just not what you say. It's what you do. So it's hard for me to say that the Whitney versus, say, Cooper, Cooper Hewitt that I just did a talk with the other day, that it's demonstrably asking about Black Lives Matter, but also about community archives. That's a bit hard. I'd like to think that the people who are saying Black Lives Matter would be more um, open to it, but maybe the Whitney would be. Who knows? Yeah, I don't right. know. Right, but it just a, feels. But this is but this is how language works, right? Like language, uh -huh. language is, and I'm and I'm going to be slightly pedantic here, but please bear with me, um, because I know you both know this. Um, but this is how language works. Like language points at things that aren't in the room to say this is our this is my thinking this is my allegiance this is where i'm going right like it's not mm -hmm. here yet so i have to use this 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 abstract system or the system of abstract pointers to say that mm -hmm. thing over there is what i intend right i mean that's 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 right. what we say when we say when i say when i say i do in a marriage ceremony right like that's that we're performing something right like that's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. travis what are you going to say I was just going to add in the, uh, the last thing you you added as a uh, as a more complete context kind of covers it. But you know, except that when you talk about Black Lives, you're literally pointing to a thing that's not in any room anywhere because mm. blackness and whiteness is an invention of language, mm. backed up by force and brutality in history. Mm. And so it becomes. It, I actually have a, a question based on sort of this this line of reasoning because I am sympathetic to to your argument, Seth. I do, I, I get it. I mean, you need some kind of. I mean, I I firmly believe symbols matter. I think this is one of the tragedies of the Trump presidency. It's I, I mean that they actually do have an effect, and this is you know symbols go up for political reasons and they come down for political reasons. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I, I get that. I'm sympathetic to that argument. The thing that I, I, that is always an open question for me, and I'm curious to see what you both think about this is, so how do you, how do you thread the needle between not reifying the thing that you believe is, 
um, damaging uh, our culture and leading to a kind of moral degradation, which is parsing everything and everyone by race. Right? Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you parse the difference between that and also at the same time rectifying by recognizing the damage that you have done to these people who you have capriciously labeled black, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. yellow. I mean, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I literally don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm curious what you guys think, like, where's the, where's the sort of the fine line on that one? Mm-hmm. I don't think so much of as it, as it being a line, I think it's so. I've been thinking. I heard this woman say this. It was just another Jessery comment about hmm. when she's she's a white woman who says that she thinks there's a difference between remorse and guilt, and that a lot of people mm. are acting out of guilt, hmm. and so mm-hmm. therefore mm. it leads them on to other different paths. But remorse is like there was something done here that was wrong, or that is wrong, and that is mm-hmm. continuing to be wrong. Mm. Let's make amends. Let's try to figure out how to address this. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, so I don't think of it as a line. I just think of it as very, very personal, very personal. Mm-hmm. I know some black people who believe that that black person shouldn't have been there and that's why he was killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's clear. And these are very Christian people, very, you know, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you're doing something wrong, they're not saying that this person deserved to be killed, but they're saying they understood why. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a race thing when it comes down to um, police brutality and all this other stuff. It's a lot of it. Sometimes it's a conservativeness. It's a mm-hmm. it's a belief in law and order. Mm-hmm. It's a belief that you should there's there you shouldn't be in that place doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to to really parse that and pull that thing apart to look at it with people who have these kinds of beliefs, who you would think if there was a black person that he or she or they would be um, automatically, you know, black lives matter because Mm -hmm. that's not really it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is the thing I've been kind of wrestling with, with my friends about how, how do we talk to our brothers and sisters who are Christian, who believe certain kinds of things around what black bodies should be up to. So it's not simply about whiteness. This is also something else. Mm, you know? Good point. Good point. Yeah. I, 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 that you both raise really naughty and difficult issues. Um, I think, you know, what, being raised in a Christian family myself, Stephen, uh, and having to really deprogram myself, which is really, mm-hmm. if, we're, if I'm being honest with myself, is, is, uh, is the work that I started doing when I was 16 or 17. And it continues and it will continue mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, likely. Yeah. Um, and it was a moment too, when I confronted what that work looks like in myself, when I had a conversation with someone about the looting, I think we talked about this, but I had a conversation with my boss about people looting stores. And I said, you know, I, I, I find it wrong. I just find it just kind of an awful thing to do. And he said, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. And, and we talked a bit more and he said, well, did you, hear what john oliver had to say on the show i think it's like it's called later this week or last last yeah last last week tonight last week tonight thank you uh and he has a segment where he talks about the 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 uprisings and the riots and the looting and and the unrest and the protests 
And he ends the segment with a woman, a black woman, talking. Yeah, You've I seen it, right? Yeah. Where she says, "You broke the social contract. You broke it. Like you, like the the tacit agreement. She didn't quite say it this way, but the tacit agreement is that we give up the the right to uh, protect ourselves using violent means to the state, because the state was supposed to protect us. And we respect private property because the state is supposed to protect us. Um, and then you out here literally killing us. Like you, officers of the state are out here literally killing us. You broke the fucking contract. So none of what we do from here on in should be viewed through the lens of quote-unquote law and order mm. because the, the order has already been broken, right? And that's, and that's a really compelling point to me. And, I, and, I, and I agree with her. Um, you, you cannot literally put your knee on someone's neck and then say to them, you know, if they manage to survive, you know, get up, go on your way, you're okay now. And, but, you know, respect private property on your way home. So I, <laughs> I, found, I found her... Uh, her, I, I mean, this is clearly a, I mean, I think it's important to mention, I mean, cause it's not framed in this way. This is clearly a performance on her part. Right? Mm. I mean, this was something that was absolutely rehearsed. There's no way that was off the cuff. Um, and she's, uh, she is a writer and I think she has a book or something like that. I, I don't, so I appreciated the, the moral impact of the performance and I was moved by it. Definitely for sure. But I think, the perspective is askew. And I think, first, first of all, A, you can, you can hold both things in your mind at the same time. You can simultaneously understand that the entrenched poverty in inner cities and its overrepresentation by black, uh, participation in that poverty by black Americans is a historical iniquity. Got it. And you shouldn't be fucking burning down stores in your neighborhood or like dry. I mean, okay. Like right. it's, right. I can, they both are right. there right. because right. these, both of these things can be true. And I can understand that, that the reason that those types, uh, that that type of violence happened in those neighborhoods was because of these historical reasons, but they also happened in plenty of other neighborhoods. People were, were intention. I mean, were intentionally, um, sowing chaos and wrecking havoc, mm -hmm. which is one of the things that does happen in a civilization because mm -hmm. there are chaotic elements inside of us and therefore they manifest in the societies that we create. Mm. My, my issue with that, though, is that the social contract was broken. I mean... A it, long it time was, ago. It, it, right. Yes, it was broken. Yeah. Right. What we are yeah, trying yeah. to do is mend that. That's, that's the work right now. Right. And, and, to, and to continue to perform and stand on the stage mm. of, this, uh, of the rupture is, I think, I think is a desecration of the work of the people that came. And I would go that far with it. Mm. It, is an, it is a selfish desecration of the work of the people that came before. Mm. Because there have... I'm sorry, go ahead. Please, oh, no, that's very in. powerful. That's very, very powerful. I, I really feel something for that. I keep thinking that we're just not on the same page. Not you and I, but the mm. world. I mean, mm. we're just the U.S. Yeah. or just mm. Georgia mm. or just mm. Atlanta. Mm. Do you know? Um, yeah. So I feel that way, too. I feel definitely we should be pushing ahead. And then you realize that someone believes this thing here with all his heart or all her heart or all their heart and soul that mm. there was no contract that was broken. People should just act right. 
<laughs> I go to church. I'm not burning down anybody's building. And so it's very clear to me. And, and all I heard during my youth was act right, act right, act right. And then you see the people that who are your teachers, people who are in your church, or people mm. who have been who have a level of authority mm. abuse it. Like that put something, that's something in, you know, yeah. in the, was it the reptilian part of your brain? Yeah. That this doesn't go away. Yeah. You're like, and so I'm not justifying anything. I'm saying, I think I f- feel more, more open to this. I not open to it, but just, I've recognized, I'm like, yeah, I can see that happening. Mm. I would rather yeah. other kinds of institutions be torn down rather than mom and pop store over here in the mm, corner. But that's not yeah. really it. It's really that we're just now on the same page with stuff. And, and mm. even though we didn't talk about it, it was one of our, um, our, our subjects today, the mask part, you know, this mm-hmm. people choosing to or not choosing to wear a mask in public, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and what it, um, what we think about that. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is that freedom fries, <laughs> mm. uh, this is called freedom in the U S mm. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to think about anybody else. Mm. And I think that that's part of the, the different pages that we're on when it comes to what a just society looks like mm-hmm. and what our responsibility is as mm-hmm. citizens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier, Travis, you mentioned that the people who can make a difference in Congress. And I was thinking everybody has that power, but we've been disempowered to believe that we don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And that we are looking to the government and we're looking to play people in higher places to determine our, our fate. Right. And I think that that's where I want to go back to, which is really empowering people in ways that are generative, you know, and more open and more society, you know, ready to take down the society for what it is because it's been uneven for so long that the angles look straight to people. You mm, know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well said. Preach. I, I really well said. You know, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's a good, it's a, it's an important reminder that we're not always just dealing with ignorance. We're dealing with kind of a willful insistence that things remain the way that they are yes. or that things are not the way that they are. Yes. Um, Seth, did you want to, you want to take us out? We've got a few minutes left. Uh, I don't think that uh, I can be as enlightened uh, with my, with, 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 with where I am now intellectually as this conversation has been, I mean, it's, I, it's been, mm. there's lots of stuff here to process. I'm, I'm still thinking about that question, Travis, that you raised um, with regards to um, where that line is, like how, yeah. how mm-hmm. to parse um, both recognizing the predation that race is and recognizing how people are constantly being racialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and respecting respecting what position that puts them in, and also thinking about what Stephen said about how there's a, 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 a an argument that runs through the black community that's really about, and I and this is something I grew up with. Given no matter what the circumstances are, you act right. So there's mm-hmm. there's this I- idea of personal initiative always being sort of where the rubber meets the road. So that makes me mm. actually come back to the museum question. It makes me think like maybe, 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 maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe what a museum says about caring, valuing black lives doesn't make a difference. Like maybe, maybe it's the museum that doesn't say anything that is actually preparing to do the work. Maybe they're just not going to say anything. Maybe they're not going to make the gesture. Maybe they're just, that maybe, maybe their leadership is saying to themselves before, before we say anything, let's start doing the work. Um, and I and I and I think to myself, 
Yeah, it's possible, right? Because mm-hmm. because here's the thing. I think I'm actually more like that. I'm the person who, as I, I was just saying to someone else yesterday, I don't use center as a verb. Like, I don't say, you know, it's really, really critical for us to center black women. Like, I just do that or I try to do that. Right. right? I don't say that because the saying mm. to me sounds like I'm just signing on to this orthodoxy and... Mm. And I'm signing uh-huh. onto this party line, and uh-huh, uh-huh. that's not the fucking work. Like, it's let, not the work. Do the work. Let do do the work. So maybe maybe that's it. Maybe you know we need to do the work. I like to complicate that just a bit. <clears throat> the work may not be that kind of work for you. Like, <clears throat> I agree <clears throat> with you. I think that there's work that we all have to do. But really knowing what that work is, it may <clears throat> sound like Black Lives Matter. For an institution, mm. for you, it might be writing about black women. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think it all can work. I think it, it's a kaleidoscope. So mm. the only, the uh, my only contribution is from a decidedly very non-black man, uh, Ernest Hemingway, in a movie. We all came from Africa. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got plenty of them. <laughs> Was uh, and he said in a movable feast that he didn't like to talk about writing because right because talking about it takes the place of doing it. Mm. Yes, yes, um, agree. And I I think I, I feel like that is one of those truisms. And and I and I and while I do agree with Stephen that clearly for some people, you know maybe the soccer mom just being able to say Black Lives yeah. Matter is a huge you know river to cross. Um, for a lot of people in our social circle, though, I think it falls much closer to what Seth is describing, which is it's just a kind of uh, signal. It's just a, it's mm-hmm. a, what I mean, it's a, you know, virtue signaling is, is obviously that is out in the ether. That's something that it's it's called regularly, but you know, it's it's a demonstration of wokeness and not the thing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it takes the place of doing it. Mm. I, I, I do mm. for a lot of people mm. um, okay my friends thank you as always mm. for the conversation indeed and I'll talk to you guys next week bye